0: Welcome back to Energetically You, where we talk all about optimal wellness, abundant and growth mindset and confident decision making. I'm your host, Megan Swan, a wellness coach and consultant. I work with high-performance humans, leaders, and modern companies to thread more wellness into their lifestyle and company culture. So ultimately, it becomes a way of life and not a check mark on the to-do list. Today, I am excited to get to know better and interview Jay Chase. He is a certified speaker, coach, and host of the top-rated Don't Touch My Mindset podcast. Jay is passionate about helping people overcome the self manufactured limitations and thinking. Jay is a high sought after motivational speaker and champion for recovery and sobriety. That is one of the ways that I know him through the Sober Curator. So I am so excited to get to know him in this light and talk all about leadership and self-leadership. Let's dive in. Welcome, Jay. I'm very excited for this conversation and to get to know you better more in your own limelight. And yeah, let's just start with you. You were mentioning off the top that you get up at, I think, 3.45 a.m. Please <laughs> tell me all about your morning routine.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Absolute honor. So thank you for having me on the show. But yeah, 3.45 every single morning. I've been doing it for almost two years now. Um, and and that is vital to me because um I spend the first hour with developing a relationship with my higher power. Um, and then I'm able to journal, write down how I'm feeling, what I'm like, what I'm thinking, how I'm being creative, and then I'm able to look at my tasks for the day and actually look at what I want to get done, how I want to go about the day and what I need to get done. And then um I start attacking the day probably about six AM, feeling charged up and ready to pour out into everybody.
0: Wow. That is, um, really powerful. So what got you onto that practice?
2: Mm.
1: Um, finding ways to put myself first, you know, like so often in our lives, we get caught up in how we should serve others, how we, how we tend to treat others, how we put others first, or other people's feelings. And, um, there was a point in my life where I'm like, yo, I, I got to put me first. I got to take care of me. My life was on a decline, um, in, even in sobriety, you know, just I'm a, a six years sober, but even in sobriety, you know, I had to re-restructure my morning re- routine because I say we change, we develop, we evolve, And as I evolved, I figured that um, I wanted to start by, I wanted to start my own company, I wanted to help more people, but what I realized is that we don't get more time in the day. So the power of sacrifice really kicked in when I was like, all right, do you, how bad do you really want to pour out into people? Cause you only have so much time in the day working a full time job and trying to build your own business. So I actually turned inward, developed the, the leader within me. And I was like, yeah, we got to, we got to take advantage of the time that we do have. And so I was, I started getting up, um, at 530. Then I moved out to 515. Then I moved out to 445. Then I moved it to 4.30 and now we're at 3.45 and I have a son, a son now. So it made that adjustment very, very easy because now I just take like the super early morning shifts to like feed him and do the things and spend time with him. And now I incorporate my, my inner leadership development journey with my son. And it's uh, triggered me to start writing my book for my son about leadership and what that looks like and how we lead within our own lives.
0: Hmm. So many follow-up questions. <laughs> I completely relate to the sort of, you know, starting. That was an integral part of my initial phases of taking better care of myself as an, you know, really at that point, I was not a new mom. I had a two and a four-year-old, but yeah, I started with 10 minute morning routine and now it's, you know, on a good day, a non-negotiable always an hour. If I get two, it's amazing. So I love that you explained that you didn't just start getting up at 345. So people understand that it's, it's a process. A process. It's, a
1: process. <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. It's a process. Yes.
0: So, um, and I love that you shared because I also thought when you said three, four, I'm like, Oh, so you're taking the morning shift with the the baby. Uh, but I didn't want to share it before you did. So. <laughs> Congratulations, by the way. It's such an exciting moment in, in time uh, as a new parent. So I love that you're sort of taking advantage of that spark of inspiration of, you know, what do I want to teach my son? And mm-hmm. what can you share with us in terms of some sort of basics for you that you might even, you know, from something that a child can understand about leadership
1: Mm, yes. Oh, I love that. Leadership is, is nothing but influence. Leadership is nothing but influence. Some people think that leadership is a title, is position, uh, is people giving you permission so you can lead them. It, it, leadership's not even that. All it is is influence over people and how you influence people. And the, the number one lesson that I want to teach my son and that's it. easy enough for a kid to grasp from, from the early ages of development of, of that autonomy is that in order to influence people, you have to add value mm. and that, and that will equate to your leadership, how much value you add to people.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think you just kind of, you know, sort of, we naturally started talking about how you operate in terms of self-leadership and, you know, really starting your day with a lot of intention so that you're in the best place to, you know, fill other people's cup, maybe on Mm -hmm. some, on some level. Um, was that always innate and natural to you, or did you maybe like start trying to have a positive impact and add value before you were really, um, supporting yourself first? Yeah, no, a lot yeah. I love this question. It's a really good question because I think it's
1: something that's not talked about enough with everybody wanting to share their story and everybody's a speaker nowadays and everybody has a story. But no, I, I spent four years developing myself before I even spoke of like my journey. And um I think that's vital for anybody to spend a decent amount of time alone with them uh before they start, you know, trying to pour other people's cup. Because you you know, we gotta fill ourselves up first. You know, if we were on an airplane, the the flight attendant would tell you, if the plane starts to go down, put the mask on yourself first before you try to save somebody else. And so it's really looking at like, yo, what do I need to overcome? And once I overcome that, then the people that I can help are people that I used to be.
0: Mm hmm So can you share maybe some of the threads of Aspects of yourself you felt like you had to overcome or sit with or deal with? How are we to?
1: Oh, man. Like, I don't even know if we got enough time on this podcast for all those things. <laughs> I but. did
0: say kick some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, shame, guilt, doubt, um, uh, insecurities. Um, my biggest thing is rejection. Um, I follow through on commitments, controlling my emotions. Um, but really, really. The biggest thing that I had to do was stop speaking without thinking. Like that's just like I gotta understand that my superpower is the encourager. My superpower is the leader. My superpower is giving and providing hope for others who don't have it. Like that's something I'm gifted with. And I had to stop using that strength overextended when when i would find myself in an angry angry situation when i wouldn't follow through on my commitments when i would be um met with rejection or not acknowledge for my accomplishments, or not even getting a compliment. It's just who I am that I would speak without thinking, and ended up lashing out and hurting others. So those are things that I really had to overcome. This need for approval, this primary drive for interaction. Like you know, like when like when I turn when I get into conflict, I, I tend to attack. So like I really had to overgrind I tell you, like I got things in me that I that sparked my leadership journey within, and now I can be this great man amazing man that people see. And now I can pour out because these are the things that I've actually overcame by myself. And like, I can, I can pinpoint them and and know what I teach, know what I do and know what, how I love on people.
0: Yeah. Mm. The lashing out and the anger, I can relate to that one. Do you, was it more of a mirror that was coming up or was it really just something like made you reflect personally differently on how you were showing up?
1: Yeah. So in 2017, February 5th, I woke up in a jail cell and um I, I didn't know how I got there. didn't remember, blacked out right the night before. I was just drinking too much. And um it's not the first time I woke up in a jail cell. So naturally what I do when I wake up in a jail cell, I press this little button, <laughs> and, right? You know, like I got a routine at this point. I'm like, oh, okay, here we are again. But I push this little button. And it's like, hey, what's my bond? Uh, no bond. I was like, whoa, whoa, hold up! This is the first time we ain't never had a bond. Normally, I'd get in jail and I could just bond out. We'll deal with it later, you know, down in court, lawyer, whatever. But no bond. I was like, yo, what did I do? Did I kill somebody? Did I like what? That like what did I, do? I? Had no recollection of it. And I, I I pressed the buzzer again and I said, yo, what's the charges? And they said, um, probation violation. And I felt like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulders. So I was like, at least I know what I did. At least I know, you know, what I, what I'm facing. I know what I'm facing. Right. And I was like, Jay's gone for 11 years. Well, luckily he didn't go that way. I spent uh, like 27 days in county. And then I spent five months in prison for like a shock. They wanted to show me what my life would be like if I kept leading the way that I was leading. And I was like, absolutely. I, I get it. And, um, but during those five months of being isolated by myself in prison, um, I really had to confront me. And I had to ask myself, okay, why are you so angry? Like, who are you angry at? And then when I really started getting down to it, when I really started getting down to the am I angry at somebody or with somebody or this situation, I was angry at the things that I let people have power over me for. Like my father, my mother, my sister. So I just started forgiving. I started forgiving myself for letting myself down, for leading myself down this road, for making the decisions that I made because I was lashing out. And then it really made me think that I was only reacting because of the relationships and the anger that I held within the relationships that I had with everyone around me, not just family members, but friends, the people that I felt important to me. It's just how I treated them. And I was like, wow, this only happened when I drank. And so I literally had to turn inward, confront me, ask myself who I was angry at. When it came down to it, I was angry at myself because I wasn't making the best decisions for myself nor leading my life in the right direction that I wanted to lead it or living up to the potential that I've been blessed with. So then I'm like, okay, from here on out, I vow not not to lash out, not to be angry, but to, to be a good person and work on myself and put myself first.
0: Hmm. So can you speak maybe more to, like, is that just an, all in an internal dialogue or do you come to that through journaling? Like, are there tools mm. that you use to help yourself, you know, mm. reflect more deeply?
1: Yeah. Yeah. She said, make it practical. I need it. <laughs> I need some practical steps. What, what can we do? Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, I read a book called The Power of Forgiveness. Uh, a lot of people talk about self-care. A lot of people talk about your self-care routine. A lot of people t- talk about self-love. I don't believe you can get to any of those things until you go to self-forgiveness. Like we got to go through that mucky water of self-forgiveness and this book called The Power the Power of Forgiveness. And like I couldn't tell you who wrote the book. I couldn't tell you what the the overarching point was about the book, but I can tell you the one thing that got me, that hit me in the heart. And it said that forgiveness isn't for the adjuster, but it's for yourself. It's to reclaim the power that you have given somebody else. And I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> what but you mean I don't got to be angry and so I started writing letters and um the one practice that helped me the most was I, I I made a list of everybody that I needed to forgive that I've given power to that I've that I've let control over my emotions of and then I started writing out to my father I hate you for I hate you for I hate you for I hate you for on the front page of this paper and then on the back side I wrote I forgive you for those exact same things and I don't believe that forgiveness is complete until release and so once I was writing those forgive you I forgive you for statements that was me releasing that back to wherever it needs to go but not in me and um and I did that for my father my mother my sister my sister my sister my my other sister my other sister um and I did it for myself and I, I I literally identified isolated and um uh, devalued what I hated them for and how how much I held on to that, and I released it and let it go. so the practical way is write down
0: what it is and then forgive it. Mm. yeah, I love that and did it seem natural to you to do yourself last?
1: I still felt something brewing in me after confronting all those issues, after confronting all those people with my like with myself like i the only person I actually read that letter to was my father and um uh, but my, mo- my mother, I think she's heard me speak about this this practice before, like on stage. But um, she never, she's never seen a letter, or read it, and either any of my sisters. Uh, but I, I read it to my father. But when it came to me, I was still like, I was still like mm, there, there's something I need to forgive myself, which was, and it made me think back to the book and said, forgiveness is for me, not for anybody else. And I still did it for other people. And I was like, ah. And so then that's where I was like,
0: yeah, I got to have a difficult conversation with me. So is it um, a goal or a dream of yours to be a motivational speaker, or did this just kind of like organically fall Absolutely on your not.
1: lap? <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Looking back, I, you'll always hear me say that life can only be understood backwards, but we're forced to experience it forward. So looking backwards, I'm like, oh, of course, there's the steps. There, there it is. There's the signs, the symbols that like, I can even trace back to the point where it started, <laughs> but- moving and navigating through that I was like absolutely not I remember laying in prison and and general population this guy would get up every single night tall like big white dude tattoos all over his head all over his body and he would literally get up and read scripture and like basically preach to everybody in the pod and um it was one it was one day one evening I was laying down on my bunk and he comes and he comes to my cell and he said, you know, that's supposed to be you. Right. And I was like, what, bro, like get out of here. What are you talking about, bro? I I love what you're saying. Like, I feel you. I'm rocking with you, but (laughs) yeah, that ain't, that ain't me. He said, no, that's supposed to be you. God told me to come tell you that that's supposed to be you and I'm leaving. I'm not going to be here no more. I'm going to, I'm getting transferred. And so I need you to keep this going. And I was like, yeah, all right. Little behold that he got transferred the next day and um I was like oh snap and so I just felt called to literally pick up scripture and just kind of continue and interpret the scripture that I read to the people in the pod Through then that was the first time I ever like got in front of people and spoke and like it it felt natural I'm like yo there ain't nobody listening to me I'm trying I'm out you know I'm really I'm really trying so I kept it up and then it fell to the wayside but then I, I sold cars for nine and a half years and I'm like oh I, I am a communications expert and <laughs> now I'm I'm teaching now I'm, you know, I was top, top car salesman that, for my company doing those things. And I'm like, Oh, it makes sense now. So naturally it's always been there. Did I acknowledge it or put, or, or lean into it? Absolutely not. I, I ran from it, but you know, once I finally sat down and started sharing my story with my podcast, um, people started listening and I was like, Oh, okay. I got you.
0: <laughs> so looking back, do you think that he was just planting a seed? Like, what did he see in you?
1: I I couldn't tell you. Like, I like, I it, it. Looking back at that moment, I was like, "Yo, I had no control in that situation. It was nothing to me. That had nothing to do with me. That was unw- like I." And like the the conversations that I was having with myself, the prayers I was praying, like I was just like, "All right, cool." Like, at this point, I have surrendered to all that I know, and I had no control being in a place of like no control at all so it, it was the fact that i was like yo if this i i, I gotta have something else direct my steps because i've tried it my way and I ended up in prison so let's make the most of it while i'm here and at least be of some type of servitude and that really birthed my mindset of servant
0: leadership mm. that's huge mm. all right <laughs> so let's play <laughs> i'm so curious like what are some of the communication skills that you you pull out of all of your experience as a car salesman into leadership motivational speaking
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, um one would be um understanding that everybody speaks in a different language, that not everybody communicates how you communicate, so first and foremost. Um, I'm a certified DISC facilitator, teacher, trainer, uh, communications expert, and emotional intelligence practitioner. And what that does is break down the four personality styles that every single person seems to have, right? This this assessment was developed about 100 years ago by the same guy who developed the first lie detector test and the Mm -hmm. character Wonder Woman. Absolutely insane. (laughs) <laughs> it like it, you know I'm like I was like how do those two like have any common narratives right and but they're both designed to get the truth out of you and so they say that this assessment and this tool is designed to show you who you really are and who you're not and so when but when I learned that each each personality style has a different communication style I'm like oh I get it people don't care how much I know until they know how much I care and just because I speak in a certain way doesn't mean that they're going to resonate. Right. With my personality style being being very extroverted, uh, very people oriented and very fast paced, like there's only 30% of the world that's going to communicate with me. And if I learn how to speak another language or another communication style, that's going to take my closing percentage from 30% to 60%. Cause it's 30, 30, 28, and 12%, like in these four different quadrants of people in communication style. And I was like, okay, dope. And so when I was able to learn that and learn the priority and the pace of each communication style, I can communicate with somebody very well within the first 60 seconds of saying hello to them. And one, either people are very people oriented where they put people first or they're very task oriented where they put tasks first, right? Or they're either very fast paced or they're very slow pace right? There's a mixture of some, there's a, you know, in between, but you can either tell from those, from just that. And so when somebody's slow paced and task oriented, I got to slow down and look at what we're doing, right? Because I'm I'm people oriented and fast paced. That's going to (laughs) be right there. Abrasive. Right. So I got, so it's adaptability. The biggest thing that I teach is adaptability, being able to adapt to different communication styles.
0: Brilliant. (laughs) Love that answer um yeah so how or what I guess about fatherhood has has surprised you so far
1: oh man how looking at my child made me realize even as adults we're just big babies when we get hungry we scream right when we when we're not getting our needs met we throw a fit you know um it takes a level of self awareness you know there's a statistic out there if you believe statistics or not that fifteen uh that fifteen percent of people are actually self aware and that's cognitive of thinking behavior communication and emotional intelligence self regulation and social regulation social awareness and self- awareness and so when looking at my child and knowing that he is completely dependent on me his mother and To meet those needs that he's in any type of control is that is how I should be leading life, not trying to control things, but more of adding value to wherever I find myself and depending on the relationships around me
2: to, to maximize and leverage the opportunity.
0: Mm, Good answer. All right. So let's, um, wind. I want to talk a little bit about your podcast again. Was that something that kind of just fell into your lap or did it sound, <laughs> it seemed, <laughs> sounded fun or how did that start?
1: Yeah, uh, com- complete challenge, man. That's, this is why I always talk about your environment. Um, I hosted a Bible study for about a year at my house and in my home for people who just wanted to develop a relationship with God. And that's what, I did. I didn't go to church. I'm not very religious, but I'm very spiritual in touch with my relationship with my creator. And, um, I was hosting a Bible study and my friend who I've known since high school, junior high was coming and it, and beautiful things were happening. Like he's never even picked up a Bible and he's in there reading, reading verses, right. in my, in my living room, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm the furthest thing from a pastor. Right. I'm like, yo, uh, this is crazy. Right. And, um, and one day after Bible study, he said, Jay, man, um, cause I, I kind of facilitated it like trainer naturally style. I didn't know it, but um, he said, Jay, you got a, an amazing testimony, you got an amazing story, man. I think so many people would benefit from hearing it. And um, he was, I think you should start a podcast. And I laughed at him <laughs> the same thing I did with dude at the, in the prison. And I laughed <laughs> at him. I was like, <laughs> yeah, right, a podcast. I was like, yo, if if you show me how to create a successful podcast within and with with a plan, a strategy, like you show me how to do it, I'll I'll do it in 30 days, and um, two days later, he shows up with a handwritten business plan on how to create a successful podcast, and I was like, dope, I'll see you in 30 days, and um, 30 days later, I released the first four episodes of my podcast, and now, um, heading into 2023, I have one of the top-rated mindset podcasts to follow in 2023. So, very That's amazing. Very, Congratulations! Thank you. It is uh, very, very interesting how it plays out. But yeah, definitely something that was not planned. It was kind of like laughed at again. Like I, no, no way.
0: <laughs> and it's uh, continues to be sort of a labor of love. Like, how do you look at your process in creating content for it?
1: I have developed a lot within since starting it. And, mm-hmm. and this is why I always say that we're always evolving. We're always developing. Um, because now it's not about me anymore. First, my story was about me. At first, it was my story. At first, it was, you know, this is the pain that I felt. Well, now I look at it like just because I got cut on my leg and you got cut on your arm doesn't mean that we felt pain any differently. People are listening. I believe that your your story has the power to change someone's life, so now I interview people from all over the world um, now I continue to put out episodes because there's people who have directly reached out to me and said that I've helped them you know and as mm. as I pray every single morning at three forty five to not be in control but to be effective, it shows the return of my investment. Mm.
0: last question we started off talking about. Leadership really just being influence. So what are you trying to influence at the moment? Yeah.
1: Um, honestly, I I am literally looking for leaders to add value to. I am like constantly looking for leaders to add value to. I call it the Maxwell theory. So a huge inspirator of mine is John C. Maxwell, right? And number one leadership development coach, he's literally trained leaders from every single country in the world. I mean, just every when you think of every single country. He has trained leaders from that country and a uh, phenomenal phenomenal guy and he made a vow to serve eleven leaders to be available for him for free whenever he wants to and so um, I call it the Maxwell theory of every time I book a client, I have to find a client or find a leader to serve for free so um, the return of my investment from last week was um, I had three leaders reach out to me I only work with very few select leaders at a time because i do more organ organization uh training and i made myself available for these three leaders and they're in my program we're, we're we're doing our thing but then i was like ah maxwell theory now i gotta find three leaders to serve for free so it's like i'm looking for people to add value to and like i said leader leadership is influence and how do you influence people by adding value and leaders go find the people that they add value to it's not that they sit around and wait for people to ask for help. But we go out and add that value so we can elevate and help people lead their lives better. So um, what I'm trying to influence right now, is just people, just people to live a better life. That's-
0: mm. Amazing. You could sort of uh, dilute down, like, is there sort of like a common theme that you're really seeing people specifically struggle with that's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe... Speaks to the times.
1: Mm. Yo, yes and no. People, I believe that people are meant. the only thing that really makes people frustrated is the art of communication. They don't know how to express, or they express too much. Either their priorities is is, is clashing with somebody else's priority, or their pace is clashing with somebody else's pace. Whether that's people and task, or whether that's slow and fast. Um, so, what I believe that all conflict boils down to communication. What are you trying to get across and what is coming across? And so when it comes to developing leaders, the only problem is just take the time to listen to someone. Like as much of a great speaker am I, and like as much of an influencer that I am, and a leadership development coach, and working with all these companies and helping people achieve success, i listen to them. The first thing I ask somebody is talk to me about your failures. Talk, like that's my first leadership question. When anybody brings me in and anybody wants to work with me, say, talk to me about your failures. And
2: I'm able to help them develop from the inside out through that, from where they feel. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Ah, well, thank you so much for this conversation.
1: Yeah, this has been phenomenal. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a joy, a joy.
0: We'll share all the ways to connect with you, but is there anything specific you want to point people to? um
1: yeah just uh vjchase.com you can find all the stuff there um all the features where where the events are everything vjchase.com you'll be able to find it all and on all social media platforms vjchase amazing
2: well
0: thank you so much for your time and um yeah we'll be
2: in touch soon Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you greatly. And if you are appreciating the show and you wish to support us in a small way, you can do that by rating us on Apple iTunes. You could share one of your favorite episodes with a good friend who you think would enjoy it. And you can subscribe to the show. All those things help us uh, get more eyes on the podcast. So if you want to connect with me, you can find me on all platforms at Megan Swan Wellness. You can check out the website, meganswanwellness.com. I hang out mostly on Instagram and LinkedIn. So please drop me a message and tell me what was your major takeaway from the show. Have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Sending my love.